1: After the very controversial meeting with President Trump and Kanye West after he made some anti-Semitic comments. Also, of course, this guy, Nick Fuentes, who many people are aware is a white supremacist. Now we're aware. I didn't know who he was, I'm happy to say. Uh, but we're getting a lot more details about sort of this dinner meeting And now there's a bit of fallout. I wanted to make sure that we took time tonight to get your thoughts here on the Rita Cosby show. What do you make of the meeting? And has there been too much made? I contend, first off, by knowing President Trump, that he's definitely not anti-Semitic. He is one of the best friends ever of Israel. There's no doubt about it. He's been a huge supporter of the Jewish state he was the one who talked about moving the embassy and did move the embassy to Jerusalem. I mean, there are so many major things. The Abraham Accords, the list could go on and on and on. And so tonight, when you're hearing all these people, even some people on the GOP side, using it to take swipes at President Trump, it's got to be in the context of that. There's a lot of times that people sometimes meet with people who are unsavory characters. I contend that he shouldn't have met with Kanye West, all the headlines. Obviously, the guy is troubled. Uh, The guy's all over the place, um, sometimes talking out of both sides of his mouth. Um, he definitely seems like a confused individual. And President Trump said part of the reason he met with Kanye West was because he felt that Kanye West was an old friend Um, And that he thought he could maybe help him. And to that end, I actually think that that's not such a bad thing. It's obviously because he didn't take advantage of the moment. He should have used the moment to condemn anti-Semitism or after the meeting, come out and say, hey, you know what? I use this moment to be a teaching moment. That would have been a brilliant thing. There's so many different things that could have come out of this. And by the way, coming up in about 10 minutes here on the show, we are going to have great Jewish activist Cindy Gross. She's going to join us because she wrote a really powerful article that talks about what should have come from this meeting, what she thinks of the meeting first off. She was at the big Zionist Organization of America Gala, where President Trump was just awarded with this big, big honor recently. So she's going to talk about President Trump's history with the Jewish people, but also maybe something that should have been done uh, and maybe how the moment could have been used um, in a very positive way and turned it into a positive experience as opposed to all the blowback that has now been coming from so many different sides. But what can be done now? What should be done now? Well, There's changes tonight that we want to talk about that are coming first off in terms of protocol from Mar-a-Lago. I contend whoever allowed this guy to get through, um, what kind of checks were going on at Mar-a-Lago that the guy got through. I can understand Kanye West because he's an old friend of the president's. Everybody knows who he is. But all these other different things, uh, when you hear about this Nick Fuentes and some of the others that came with Kanye West Somebody should have been vetting them, and it should have been a big old red flag like, do not enter, especially do not get access anywhere near to the president. Maybe they came again with Kanye, and which is what we're being told, but they shouldn't have been within 20 feet of a former president of the United States. It should have been a big old red flag like, do not come in. And whoever allowed this person to come in with Kanye West should have absolutely been fired. I mean, there should be some heads rolling, and it should be like that person should no longer have any aspect to do with security, or they need to update their data banks. Like, clearly, here's a couple of people that should definitely be on a do-not-enter list at any expense. It's a private club, so you can do whatever you want there. Granted, there are members, but you can have a list of people that should not come anywhere near that. It might be a long list, but you need to put that list together. So now tonight we're hearing that there are new rules that are being sparked after the president's visit. Uh, they are now checking to find out, first off, doing a more expedited system, kind of like what they did at the Trump White House. A senior campaign official is also going to be present with him at all times, whenever there are individuals who come over so people can't misinterpret whatever the meeting is. Um, also, basically a list of who's approved, fully vetted, and only those people will have access to the president. This should have been in place before this. I think it's great that he's been accessible to people at Mar-a-Lago. I've been at Mar-a-Lago. You can walk right over sometimes. Obviously, you know, there's some Secret Service around. But if people don't recognize the individual, they shouldn't allow that person anywhere near the president. And also, They need to also look and say, you know what, maybe it's not a good time to be meeting with Kanye West. And clearly these other people that came with him were just absolutely destructive to this president. What are your thoughts tonight? Should he have taken that meeting with Kanye West? And what do you think? Do you think it's being blown out of proportion? Anything to slam this president. It comes as his tax records are going over to a House committee now. We know that they've arrived there. Democrats' committee, they want to hurry up and get it before January 3rd. And, of course, the Supreme Court ruled that the president couldn't block it. So they are going over there. They're now in Democrats' hands. So they're looking through that. And also now we're hearing that on Friday, the January 6th committee is going to be meeting for potential criminal referrals at a Friday meeting, all of this because they know the clock is ticking. And they also know the Christmas holiday, all the, you know, Christmas, Jewish all these holidays are coming right now. We just finished Thanksgiving. So you see the clock is ticking, and they know that they got to hurry up and get things done. So they're trying to do whatever they can to smear and blast this president. Because guess what happens? The minute that January 3rd happens and it becomes a Republican House They're going to go, nope, we don't want to do that subpoena. We're in the majority. Nope, nope, nope. I can't wait for them to subpoena Nancy Pelosi. I can't wait for them to subpoena, you know, Mayorkas, Fauci. There's a lot of people that I think need to answer questions about so many different aspects. COVID, border, what really happened on January 6th with security. There's a lot of questions. So they're rushing right now because they only have hands to be able to do these subpoenas and the backing to do it with the majority. It is very, very slim time. So they're like trying to do whatever they can. So there's a lot of this where they're just trying to blow it up out of proportion. But I think it could have been handled differently. I think they got to check security against the president. What would you do now, and what is your advice for President Trump, given what happened with this ordeal? Is it being blown out of proportion or is it fair game to go after President Trump for meeting with Kanye West and then these other guys? As the more we're hearing about it, it sounds like it was a bit of a setup, too. But although Kanye West, I think, first of all, she he should be coming out and apologizing. He should be saying, you know what, Um I feel bad if it wasn't a setup on his part. There was word that it might have been a setup on some others' parts. But... If it wasn't a setup on his part to somehow do something to this president, he should be coming out and saying, I feel so terrible that the president is being criticized for these crazy guests that I never should have brought, these disgusting individuals. And he needs to also be condemning all of his anti-Semitic remarks. I'm talking about Kanye West, uh, because if he wants to try to do anything to recoup his image, he better hurry up and hustle. And I do think he owes President Trump a huge apology. I'm sorry you were nice enough to meet with me, and yes, we've had troubles, and you were nice enough to meet with me when I needed advice, and sorry that I messed you over, you know? I mean, that's the nicest thing that he should be saying right now, publicly and privately. 1-800-848-9222, 9222 one First off, here is Anna Navarro on The View, because The View can't stop bashing Trump. It's Trump, Trump,
2: Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump changed the dynamic, Trump enabled it, Trump empowered it, Trump legitimized it, Trump brought it to the bully pulpit. What this is, though, is par for the course when it comes to Donald Trump, okay? So let me just go down memory lane. 1973, the U.S. Department of Justice under the Nixon administration... Uh, sued the Trump Management Corporation for racism. Yeah. In 1989, Black- Black- in 1989 right. Right. he called for the death penalty for the Central Park Five. Right. In 2011, they were, they were not he played them. a huge role in, in promoting the birther theory. Yeah. In 2015, he launched his campaign by calling Mexican immigrants rapists and saying they, they were bringing Latinos. crime. Yeah. In 2016, he called Judge Curiel just a Mexican, a hater, yeah. a Hispanic, because he wasn't judging for him. Him. And just last month, he called Elaine Chao Coco Chao. So let me just say this again. Es un racista. Yeah. Donald Trump is a racist. He's been a racist his entire weekend yes, life, and, and he's not going to change. And, and, and if and, you call. vote for him, if you vote for him, I'm not going to call you a racist, but I'm going to tell you, you've enabled a racist.
1: I mean, come on. To say he's a racist because somebody came over with Kanye West. Yes, Kanye West is clearly a troubled guy. He's clearly said some horrible, despicable things. But come on, just because this guy brings these other crazy characters and they weren't vetted well, it doesn't sound to me. It's not like they were like talking about anti-Semitism and talking about, you know, applauding it or something like that. I mean, this is crazy. And it's a president who has repeatedly supported Israel. There are different things he should have done afterwards. I also think Kanye West should come out and do something afterwards and apologize uh, for bringing these horrible characters, you know, to Mar-a-Lago. I also think some heads should roll at Mar-a-Lago, whoever, like, cleared these people in. Uh, The fact that they don't have individuals like this on some sort of, like, a list of saying, do not come ever to my private club. I mean, there's a million things that you could be doing. I'm glad they're doing it now. But, you know, there's there's some serious mistakes. But I want to hear your thoughts about it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 800 heres Kanye West uh, on a podcast where he says that President Trump had no idea who this crazy white supremacist Nick Fuentes was, uh, that he didn't know who were these people that Kanye brought with him.
3: How is it that Nick ends up invited to this dinner? And and what happened? Well, he he was rolling with me. I was impressed with Nick, and I was like, "Just come to the dinner." And we had uh, Karen Giorno uh, pick us up from the airport. And there was a lot of back and forth. There's another gentleman named Jamar Montgomery that was with us. It's a uh, he's an engineer at Boeing, and we sat there, and it was like when Trump came in, we were. I said, do you want to sit alone? He's like, no, bring your friends in. So a big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was.
1: So Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. That verifies exactly what President Trump said. So shouldn't that end that there and here? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go real quick to Judith on line two. Judith, your thoughts about this?
4: Hi, Rita. I don't know if you would see me now. I hope I could speak. I'm laughing my head off. <laughs> I'll tell you why. This poor guy, Trump, he can do no right. They will criticize him no matter what. If he would have not have met with Kanye, they would have said, oh, you see, he's a racist. He's not letting in Kanye win, whatever. They will criticize and I believe the fact that he didn't know. Take a look. He didn't know these. Who knows? Who knows the Quentin, Quentin. Nobody knows until they decided now they figured it out. By the way,
1: I didn't know who he was. I was like, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I knew who Kanye was, but I don't know who he was. And, and by, the, you're right, by the way, he's very bad, by the way. Yeah,
4: he's, by terrible. The way, Hillary, he's terrible. He's <laughs> Oh, yeah. By the way, Hillary started the birthing thing. Not, not uh, President Trump. President Trump took it over, but Hillary's the starter of that. I want you to know that. Remember with the whole questioning Obama with the birthing thing where he was born, whatever. That was Hillary Clinton who started it, by the way. Do you remember
1: that, Rita? Well, you know, what's your point, Judith, also about that, you know, Trump can do no right. They are after him in every single different direction. Um, As you're talking about, it doesn't matter like who said what. It always goes back to Trump. It's like Trump, 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 Trump. And if Trump says it, then it's bad. And that's why they're going after his tax returns at the same time. We're talking about, of course, the special counsel that's also investigating him. And, of course, at the same time, what a coincidence. The January 6th committee is going to be meeting this Friday to decide whether or not there will be criminal referrals. They are going after this guy in every single different direction. And just like you said, it it just shows how worried the Democratic Party is. It also shows how worried even some people in the Republican Party are um, and threatened by Trump. And, of course, the first people who were throwing him under the bus uh was Mitt Romney. Um, you could see Mitch McConnell, who's always had odds with him. Even Mike Pence, who is now considering a potential run of his own for the White House. I mean, a lot of people um were making comments, although Mike Pence, to his credit, did say, listen, President Trump is not anti-Semitic. Um, You know, he was very clear about that. And that for sure, I think, is one thousand percent correct. I think some of these analogies like that we just heard from Anna Navarro, they are disgusting. When we come back, everybody, we are going to talk to Jewish activist Cindy Gross, who wrote a really powerful column talking about her advice for President Trump right after the break.
5: The Rita
0: Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: And we are talking about President Trump's controversial meeting with Kanye West and others. And joining us now to talk about this is the great Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Cindy, you wrote a really powerful column. You and I were both at that uh, gala for the Zionist Organization of America, too, recently where President Trump was honored with a very, very esteemed award, the Theodore Herzl medallion. Uh, Tell me, first off, um, your advice. You have some interesting advice for President Trump, what he should have done during the meeting.
6: Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, Trump should not be doing the work, as I said, that the Jewish leadership should be doing in fighting anti Semitism and meeting the enemy. It wasn't so much that he met Kanye West. He, everybody knows he's been friends with Kanye West for years. But his tweet afterwards was not helpful to him, and then saying he did not know uh, who was with Kanye West. You and I both know that when people go anywhere where the president is, there you have to give you a all your personal information and get clearance. How this was allowed to happen? Uh, should be a lesson that he really must screen people better where he goes, especially knowing, like you discussed with your previous guest, that everybody is after him. And they are using this dinner as a scapegoat now to say, oh, this is like, you know, we don't want him anyway. This is the perfect excuse to get out of it. I'm not excusing the anti-Semitism. He is anti-Semitic Kanye West. But... Donald Trump could have easily said in a tweet, "I'm meeting Kanye West as a friend to find out why he has such hatred to the Jews, and maybe I could help work something out, considering I have Jewish grandchildren. That would have been a win win situation, and instead this turned in to another uh another event." That makes people want to fight Donald Trump.
1: That's a great point, um, Cindy Gross, that he could have used it as sort of a teachable moment, a learning moment, um, and saying, you know, I know him. Uh, I want to turn him around because obviously I don't agree with what Kanye West is saying. What advice would you have for the president now? Is there anything... Um, that you think he should be doing now. And you know firsthand, um, you have said to me that you obviously don't believe the president's anti-Semitic. It's obviously that is, you know, a very unfair criticism. What advice would you have for the president now?
6: First of all, I know he's not an anti-Semite. I was in, at the Jerusalem opening. I, I was at the executive order combating anti-Semitism. What I would do, Uh, Now, first of all, is really look at who is advising me, and maybe I don't have everybody on board that is doing their best to protect me and to move forward to 2024 and look for other options, number one. Number two, I would definitely reread, as I say, two and three times those tweets before they go out. I would also try to meet and sit down with Jewish leadership from the left and the right, and discuss the issues, why all of a sudden, there is all this discussion with him, being he has the record of policies and action that are so pro Israel that from both parties the best president ever for Israel and the American Jewish people, we keep talking about Israel, but he's he his policies during his presidency were incredible for the American Jewish people. And that is the policies of any common sense voter that will vote in 2024 and go through an honest primary system and see if people want him, if he should win.
1: You know, we just have a few seconds left uh, and I have a lofty question for you, Cindy Gross. Um, Comparisons, you know, I had folks on from the Zionist Organization of America. They were reciting um, what Biden hasn't done. Um, Is there any comparison to how great of a supporter President Trump has been to the Jewish people real quick?
6: Obviously, the record speaks for itself. All you have to do is look what's going on in the world today. The Iran nuclear deal discussions, the the rise of anti-Semitism and hate crimes in this country. Uh, It's alarming. People feel it's pre-Holocaust times in America.
1: Yeah, sadly, boy, and that is just so heartbreaking uh, to hear. And some of the rhetoric out there is just despicable. Um, Cindy Gross, you are terrific. You're such a great supporter uh, for Jewish rights and for rights of so many people. Cindy Gross, thank you so much. And we're going to take your calls, everybody, after the break.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Ohio, ready
7: for some quick mental health facts?
0: The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
1: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a really powerful story coming from Cape Coral, Florida, where a police officer there saved a woman from her car that was sinking in a canal, and it happened early yesterday. Officer Kvesi Johnson jumped into the canal to rescue the woman. He said, give me your baton to another officer who was there at the scene. And officers were called shortly after 3 a.m. Tuesday morning. Security camera footage shows the woman driving into a cul-de-sac at the end of a street. She then drives off the asphalt and into the grass. And after hitting a culvert, she stops momentarily before continuing to drive down the embankment and into the canal. As the water continued to rise inside the car, you can hear the woman's muffled screams for help. On body camera footage. Officer Johnson was standing in waist deep water. He used that baton that he got from the other officer to smash into the driver's side window. He was able to lift the woman to safety. The car then sank below the surface of the water seconds later. Mel Strasberg, who came outside after seeing the flashing lights from police crewers, he was standing uh she was standing outside her home when the woman's boyfriend drove up and he told the neighbor that his girlfriend actually called him before she called 911 while she was in the canal, literally saying it was a matter of seconds that made the difference. The woman was saved. She was taken to the hospital in an ambulance and is said to be okay. They credit her rescue to the quick response from those officers, especially Officer Johnson. They say he was just amazing. One of the neighbors who also saw everything happen said, I thought that the rescue was absolutely incredible. He, Officer Johnson, certainly is a hero. And what a great story honoring our incredible men and women in blue and the great work that they do every single day. And by the way, to go along with our great Back the Blue segment, which we love doing here every night, the Rita Cosby Show Store has a line of Back the Blue merchandise. It is the perfect gift for this holiday season. So head over to store.ritacosbyonline.com and check out our line of Back the Blue gear. And when you use the promo code Rita 15, Rita 15, you will receive 15% off of your order. So that's a great deal too. And again, it is something you can always be proud to wear. That's store.ritacosbyonline.com to get some great Christmas gifts, great back the blue merchandise. And everybody, most importantly, when you see men and women in uniform, make sure that you always back the blue. Well, we are talking, of course, about President Trump and this very controversial visit that he had with Kanye West. And this crazy guy, crazier than Kanye, maybe, is this Nick Fuentes and all these others. Um, By the way, I always get also a lot of your tweets, too. I love what I hear from you, whether you call into the show or whether you send me tweets at Rita Cosby. I want to also, uh, just, uh, read one of the tweets that somebody sent in, cause this is an important point, uh, comes from Anne. Anne says, please note, Rita, that Kanye admitted Trump didn't know the invitee and Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, who was the other person who was there with Nick Fuentes, has now admitted it was a setup against Trump. Um, and I've seen that reported in several places that Milo Yiannopoulos is basically saying, He's done these kind of things before. The Nick Fuentes also has apparently done some of these things before. Norm, who called into the show, was kind of talking about that yesterday, that he's sort of a well-known muckraker and sort of setup artist, according to a number of people. And so if this was all one big grand setup, Kanye West should have sure as heck be coming out right now and saying, I'm so sorry, I didn't know anything about it, if indeed that's the case. I mean, what is going on here? And how could this these people slip through at such a place like Mar-a-Lago where the former president of the United States? I understand how it happened. Obviously, they were with Kanye West. But Kanye West now needs to explain, did he know this was a setup uh to burn President Trump? First off, he shouldn't be hanging around these people. He shouldn't be making the comments he himself makes. But second of all, what is he doing with these people? Why is he bringing them to Mar-a-Lago? you got to have a screw loose, which clearly he does. But... Second of all, why did they even get through and there wasn't some big red blaring, you know, siren that went off at Mar-a-Lago or something in the computer saying, sorry, these people are not cleared. They are not allowed to be in here. And again, I thought Cindy Gross's comment, Jewish activist who was just here on the show, made some superb points saying that President Trump, first of all, is not anti-Semitic. We all know that. That's clearly the case. You look at his history. It's been astounding for the Jewish state in terms of supporting them and Jewish values. There's no doubt about it. Um, and that's why he got that award from the Zionist Organization of America and full-heartedly deserved it. But her point was an interesting one, that he should have pre-tweeted it out. Maybe he thought, you know, uh, Kanye wasn't going to be advertising the visit and wanted it low-key given the problems. Maybe that was why, uh, you know, he felt he couldn't do something ahead of time. But maybe to use it and say, hey, I'm about to meet with Kanye West – And this is a moment where I want to talk to him about some of the comments that are just disgusting that he's made, basically, or maybe done that afterwards and use the time to do that. It'd be interesting if they did talk about that during the meeting. I'd love to hear some more details of what was and wasn't discussed at the meeting, too. Maybe there's time to do that now or have another meeting now to do that somehow. And I also thought Cindy's comments that the president should be meeting with Jewish leaders on the left and the right immediately to talk about taking control of this and how to meet it head-on, to stop anti-Semitism, to very vocally condemn uh, these people who have had these horrible, disgusting comments in the past, and to see what can be done to rectify the situation and use it as a teachable moment. Can he still recoup that? Your thoughts, everyone? I think he can. Um, and I think that clearly it was a mistake to have these people slip through. Somebody, obviously... Uh, let him through, let these other individuals through. I'm talking about the Nick Fuentes and the others. Maybe some people should have said, hey, you know, Mr. President, you shouldn't even be meeting with uh, your friend Kanye West. But I think people would have understood that. It's these other characters, too, who came on board that just make it worse. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. First off, uh, there are a lot of people that are bashing President Trump about it. I think some of them are clearly using it for political gain. There's no doubt about it. Uh, No love lost between Mitt Romney and, of course, President Trump. Remember, Mitt Romney was always trashing Trump. Remember uh, when Trump started running? And then when Trump said he was going to maybe meet with him to talk about him being secretary of state, um And then they just had that sort of well-publicized meeting. Then suddenly Trump was the greatest thing in the world to Mitt Romney. And then when Trump said, no, we're not going to be hiring him for secretary of state, then he started bashing him again. So it sure seems like a lot of politics behind Mitt Romney. Give me a break. But this is what he had to say. Of course, uh, he wanted to use the opportunity to bash President Trump.
0: I think it's disgusting to invite uh, people like that to meet with a former President of the United States. Um, I think there's, uh, it's been clear that there's no bottom to the degree to which President Trump will uh, degrade uh, himself and, and the nation.
8: Should he apologize? Do you think
0: that more Republicans... Oh, he doesn't. He, uh, he, he never sees anything wrong in anything he does. So this is characteristic of uh, his approach, which is either say it was a joke or say he didn't know what was happening. Uh, but that doesn't fly. Obviously, this is uh, something which degrades him, frankly, to do what he's done. And, and is something which diminishes the country as well. It's very unfortunate.
1: And CNN legal analyst Charlie Dent... Uh, got to the issue of how did these people get through to Mar-a-Lago and get even close to the former president of the United States? But it also speaks to a larger problem for former President Trump that there apparently are no gatekeepers. There, no,
3: there are no adults. There doesn't seem to be any political discipline to speak of. That how this how a dinner like this could even happen uh, is also uh, horrible.
1: And here's a little more from Charlie Dent, who, of course, used it to take a swipe at Trump and the whole GOP, basically.
3: This is simply usable uh, that he would have uh, dinner with this uh, noted white nationalist anti-Semite uh, Nick Fuentes and, of course, Kanye West with all of his baggage. You know, it is simply appalling uh, that, that this happened. And in fact, I, it, you know, it's incumbent upon the Republican establishment, what's left of it, to stamp out this kind of element from within the GOP once and for all.
1: Yeah, they're labeling it as like, oh, it's it's the party of racism. I mean, that is so shameful. Yes, Kanye West said some disgusting things. I, I deplore it. I think it's gross when I've heard it. Um, I also, you know, now I'm learning about this Nick Fuentes and some of the other comments. They are shameful. They're disgusting. But how do we now go from that to Trump is a racist? Give me a break. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Eric on line three. Eric, your thoughts about all this?
9: Hold on. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. Go Wait, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, um, Eric.
1: The, 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 every
9: single day since 2015, we've been hearing complaints about President Trump. Everything, everything. You know, he gets a, an extra scoop of ice cream at whatever event it was. And that's a news cycle, you know, how he walks down a ramp. That's a news cycle. I mean, nobody, nobody who could take seriously is complaining, you know. And can I make one point about: I look, we don't know who's vetting people for President Trump, right? But unless this file says uh, white supremacist in it or, or the like, you know, according to the same gaggle of harpies, my mother's a white supremacist. I'm a white supremacist. I mean, my mother, my mother's 80 and Cuban, so I'm not sure how that works. So I mean, you know, and, and this is the first, this is the first that I know of that that I didn't know um, Chuck Schumer was against anti-Semitism. This is the first I've heard of it with what's going on in, in that party over there with the squad and everything. And, well, and, you know, and by the
1: way, you make an interesting point because, you know, and Chuck Schumer and a lot of these people and and Biden, they're not going over and condemning Ilan Omar and some of her horrible comments about the Benjamins. Remember that, and uh, some of these other things are, you know, nine eleven. Somebody did something. They they don't say anything, a- and I agree with you. I mean, there is a obviously a really disgusting double standard and anti semitism, whether it's you know coming from Democrats or Republicans, whoever it is, uh, needs to be condemned and it needs to be universal. That's a great point. Um, but I guess and, and now let me just ask you though: Do you believe? That Trump was being um, set up and sabotaged, and and what do you make of all that, Eric? What's your point with that? It's, well, it's because, own, because you know, know, know the one the they, one thing I have, but, but Eric, you know one thing I have a problem with though. One thing you did say is that this Nick Fuentes um, guy um, from everything now that we have heard, and we had somebody on last night um, from the Zionist Organization of America who was reciting some of the comments because they knew who Nick Fuentes was, because of course he's made some comments. Some of the comments were disgusting i mean talking about like you know equating Jews in the oven to cookies i mean it is deplorable beyond deplorable so i mean these are not just minor comments anybody who makes those kind of comments again i mean it's a wide list if you, i guess if you're going through you know somebody who just makes really disgusting vile comments like that there should be somebody who puts it on a radar or, you know, uh, it goes into some list, you know, of some sort. Uh, or at least you do a search. You know, maybe maybe it would have come up in a Google search of the guy. You know what I mean? If these comments were so universally known um, at that point within certain communities, maybe not in the mainstream, because I didn't know who he was. But as soon as I'm hearing it now, it's, it's disgusting. There should have been some flag, because uh, I think you would have figured it out pretty quickly. Go ahead, Eric.
9: Well, yeah, I mean, no, they, I don't... Google would, would have been great, but like I said, I don't know how how far ahead they knew someone was coming with with uh, you know Kanye, and I don't know how much Kanye knows, and if Milo admitted it that it's a setup, you know, and here we are with the press, you know, and the president. I'll take him at his word. He didn't he didn't know who he was exactly, and I don't know who's doing the vetting. So uh, don't you think if he if he apologizes or, or makes a whole big thing out of it, it's gonna get worse?
1: Well, You've that's been that's. I mean, you hit it on the head. Just, that's why I think he hasn't really done a lot about it, because I think in his mind, he probably thinks by addressing it, it makes it worse. But I think he needs to make a more clearer, like, uh, comment in response to say, you know, this was these people I didn't know, which I agree with you. I take it absolutely take it at his word that he didn't know. And I could see the setup at Mar-a-Lago that Kanye comes in. Everybody knows who Kanye is. They're expecting him. And these people came with him. Um, they probably, have no criminal record. Maybe they did just a very tertiary search and maybe no criminal record or something like that came up because they probably had to show their passport or ID and look up Social Security, all that other stuff. So some pretty basic searches like that. Um And they probably figured, oh, it's with Kanye and they weren't recognizable people. So they came in. That's how I think. That's, that's, uh, so I do, I agree with you. I take it on his word. I don't necessarily blame Trump. What should have happened though is somebody who's working there, first of all, clearly they're doing new protocols now as a result of this. They should have had them in place to begin with. So this never could have happened. That's one. Um, and two, I also think that Kanye West should apologize. I think, first off, the president should make a more clear statement because he is an anti-Semitic. And he should come out and say, I once again absolutely denounce this. We're doing new protocols. These despicable characters like this should never be in my club or any club ever again. Um, and I hope that Kanye gets help. Boom. But it should be much more direct and hard like that. That's one. Two, I also think Kanye should be apologizing big time. I think the president should call up Kanye and tear him a new one and say, hey, listen, you know what, buddy? I was trying to help you and you bring these lascivious characters. You fell for the bait that apparently they were trying to set me up and you fell for it. Uh, you need to get out there and apologize or at least try to clear it up. Not that it matters, but at least to have somebody else backing what the president's saying. Uh, I blame Kanye. I mean, this guy's a screwball. Uh, What are your thoughts, Eric?
9: Well, I mean, yes, you're definitely right. I mean, um, you know, uh, you don't want to lose President Trump as a friend or as a friend. You know what I mean? So you're definitely right, I guess um Kanye should say something, I mean, but I would hope he doesn't make it worse, you know. Well, that's but, the uh, fear.
1: I think I think like <laughs> that's the thing. Probably Trump's like afraid to call this guy because it's like the guy's all over the place and he is a screwball, you know. So that's why I think Trump but maybe Trump needs to do a more direct one just to do or or do what Cindy Gross, our, our last guest, was saying, you know, set up a meeting with left and right. Uh, Jewish leaders of all, you know, different political backgrounds and, and even non-political backgrounds, get them involved. Um, and, and I think that that was a brilliant, brilliant comment on her part. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show.
3: for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
1: And we are playing some great Fleetwood Mac hits because of Christy McVeigh who died at the age of 79. Her death announced today this morning, pa- uh, passing peacefully at a hospital, um, and think about, God, all the great hits that Fleetwood Mac had through the years. Uh, I remember even in my high school, my quote was, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. That was my quote under my high school picture, because I love Fleetwood Mac. We all just loved it, all the memories. All the moments, and what a talented singer and musician. By the way, she is the lead vocal on this song. A lot of people don't realize, you know, they think that some of the other singers, you know, Stevie Nicks and others, but she wrote and was the lead vocal on so many of their biggest, biggest hits. Uh, The great Chrissy McVeigh died at the age of 39. Uh, Lead vocalist, co-lead vocalist, and keyboardist of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, so many great, great memories from that talented woman and that talented band. We're going to be playing some more songs throughout the show because I just love Fleetwood Mac. Um brings back so many great memories to me and I'm sure to so many of you. Well, we are talking about Kanye West and Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos, who now is saying uh, that essentially it was a setup, that they were trying to set up Trump. They've apparently done it to others in the Republican Party, that's sort of like their thing, I guess. These are like gotcha guys. And in this kind of climate, President Trump shouldn't be meeting with these kind of people, shouldn't allow it. And I think Mar-a-Lago, some of the security people there, uh, some of them should be fired. It's outrageous uh, that they got access to this president. I genuinely believe that he was just meeting with his old friend Kanye West, maybe trying to help him or give him advice, and then he brought these other people along and basically sabotage the president. And it's it just it's despicable and it's horrible. And yet the double standards are really gross. If you listen to what some of the folks on the Democratic side are saying, like Senator Chuck Schumer, take a listen. This is what he had to say. Now, remember, Senator Chuck Schumer has never really come out and condemned Ilhan Omar. Ilan Omar, who is still a sitting member of Congress. Some of these other members of the squad have also made some really reprehensible comments about Israel. Ilan Omar, you know, about the Benjamins and some of these other things. And some in Congress condemned her, but a lot of people in her party did not, including Chuck Schumer. Take a listen to now how he's blasting President Trump.
0: Last week, it was reported that Donald Trump... The former president of the United States and Republican standard bearer had dinner at Mar-a-Lago with a notorious bigot who fancies himself a leading thinker on the extreme edges of the hard right, embracing everything from white nationalism to anti-Semitism to outright Holocaust denial. For a former president to sit down and have dinner with a high profile anti-Semite is disgusting and dangerous. To give an anti-Semite even the smallest platform, much less an audience over dinner, is pure evil.
1: So what is he doing hanging out with Ilan Omar? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Stan on line two. Stan, your thoughts about this?
7: By the way,
3: uh, the woman was seventy nine, not thirty nine. You said thirty nine. Oh,
1: did I say thirty? No, I said no, no, no. Hang on. I think
3: I had thirty nine, really.
1: If I did, it is seventy nine. But my team, my team is saying, (laughs) hang on one second, Stan. My my team is saying I said seventy nine. So I thought I had thirty nine, but that's okay. No, 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 Stan. Hang on. Are you going to apologize to me?
3: Absolutely. On this particular subject. All right. I wanted I mean, that I for the record. I I heard 39. Anyway, let's get to it, with all, right. all respect. Yeah, let's hey. get
1: to it. Now that you mixed up the, the day, go no, ahead. No I,
3: thought it was, no, I thought you said 39. That's I, okay. know, I know, I know. Go a, ahead, was Stan. was a great artist. Stan,
1: I love hearing you apologize. It just it brings least, music. On the,
3: only on this. It let's brings music to, it. to my ears. Uh, <laughs> 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 let's swing. Anyway, okay. Look, uh, uh, let me speak uh, uh, about the three hemorrhoids that had dinner in Mar-a-Lago, including the man who ran the dinner. Uh, they're not the story, as far as I'm concerned. That doesn't surprise me.
1: Now, who are you you're, who calling a hemorrhoid? Who are you? You know, that's an <laughs> interesting thing. That's a new one.
3: I'm not talking about you, so don't worry. It's
1: I not- knew you weren't, Stan, because then I would I'll really have you Never apologize.
3: would I call you that. <laughs> it's the three idiots that ha- sat down to you, you know, Trump and the other two hemorrhoids. The three of them. You know what a hammer? is. Well now hey, some...
1: yeah, I, I, I've heard of it. Right, luckily I on. haven't Wait experienced it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I might after every call. I down. might after every call from you, know, but that's I a whole know. other matter. All,
3: right, <laughs> All right. My my the story as far as I'm concerned, it's the woman that called and the woman you spoke to last night. I couldn't get in on the call last night. As far as I'm concerned, as an American Jew, and you know me, I can't stand Trump. He's just he, he's the guy that keeps on giving. Uh, let me speak that 85% of American Jews voted for President Joseph Biden, and 90% will vote for him if he decides to run again, because of this or any other thing. As far as the, as far as the Zionism uh, of America, forget it. Their credibility is zilch. They better find a new way of asserting money. All right, well, two things, two things. Bad.
1: Hang on, two things. First off, they don't look bad. They came out, and we heard them last night. They stand by giving him the award because he has done so much for the Jewish population. They did also say that he should vocally condemn the meeting, even though his plan was to just meet with his good friend. That was the plan, and these people sabotaged him. This
0: is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: I know your name is And President Trump continues to be on the hot seat by Democrats. You know they're worried about him. You know they're threatened by him. They are threatened at the fact that he can pack in those stadiums because when he does a rally, whether it's for him or somebody else, it's packed. And they see that. And are people coming out to meet Joe Biden? No, they're meeting him at the ice cream parlor trying to decide if it's vanilla, chocolate or strawberry. That's the big decision. And you can't even pack an ice cream parlor with the people who want to come out and see him. He'll put you to sleep. You know, you never thought ice cream was so boring. And I like ice cream. So in the middle of all this, they are trying to find every which way but loose to go after President Trump. And it's so apparent they have been fighting from day one to get to his taxes. And just a few hours ago, it came out that the taxes, because the Supreme Court ruled that he couldn't withhold the taxes, he has had to turn them over. And of course, they're like, wait, they've been wanting to get his taxes for day one. It's not like... Oh, you know, let's just kind of look at the taxes. No, no, no. It's like, uh, was there a day three years ago between three and three o five that he didn't list a, a cab ride that he did? Right? I mean, you can imagine they're going to have like every single uh anybody who knows anything about taxes to scour through it, seeing whatever they could find. And this is again now in Democratic hands. You know, they're going to be using this. Talk about weaponization of the IRS uh by using this information i'm not saying the IRS but the fact that the democrats have been vociferously trying to get these tax returns from day one when he was candidate trump they're like oh we want to see it we want to see it and he's already said that you know look a number of the things you know i did they were legal i was a you know, a real estate mogul at the time had a lot of money. His taxes were a lot more complex than the average citizen. And remember, right away, the New York Times released a whole bunch of details. Remember, they were like, they and other media were releasing a whole bunch of other details about his taxes. So you know that a lot of these things are going to leak out, but the Democrats desperately wanted it. And they got, you know, what could be a Pandora's box. They got it just a few hours ago. Uh they have been trying desperately. Here is Congressman Lloyd Doggett talking about getting the returns, which again are now in Democratic hands at the House of Representatives. Remember, Democrats are in control until January third, so they were desperate to try to get them. And boy did they get a gift just a little bit ago.
10: This is an important victory for accountability, and it's true the The efforts have gone on for three years on the lawsuit. I actually made the first motion to get these tax returns on February 3rd, 2017. So we're coming up on almost five years that we've been trying to get this. And, uh, you know, Republicans in the House aided and abetted him in every way. The statute's explicit. It says shall turn these over to the Ways and Means Committee. He never had the law on his side, but he had plenty of Republicans who would block and obstruct and refuse to take action. And then a Trump appointed judge sat on the lawsuit for two and a half years. And so now we are right up against the final deadline. We know the same House Republicans that blocked access to his returns when we could have gotten them a long, long time ago have already begun putting out statements uh, that make it clear if we don't get action before. The January 3rd deadline, we will never be able to hold uh, him to any level of accountability and fulfill our legislative responsibilities to see whether the IRS is conducting its audit duties appropriately.
1: Oh, and I'm sure that that's exactly what this is about. It's all about making sure that the IRS is doing its job, as opposed to politics. Give me a break. What a bunch of hogwash. Here is former Senator Norm Coleman really giving the uh, the details of what this is all about.
5: It's not just a former president. It's also a candidate now for the presidency. So uh, the Democrats are, are looking to, uh, you know, impact the political system. I have no doubt this was political. From a legal perspective, though, it's a big nothing. It's a big yawn. Uh, in the end, the party is over for the Democrats on January 3rd. Kevin McCarthy will be Speaker of the House. Uh, and, and so... I think this is is not going to make a big difference. There's nothing going to come out of this that's going to kind of shake the public up or undermine the support that President President Trump has with his supporters.
1: This is all about politics. They're, like, trying to do whatever they can. And, again, now word uh, that there is going to be a hearing on Friday with the January 6th committee uh, that's still there, remember, with, uh, you know, Good old Liz, uh, you know, Liz Cheney and Kinzinger and that bunch, and that they will now, uh, be deciding whether there should be a criminal referral. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up doing, if they end up doing a criminal referral, you can do a referral of a ham sandwich. You can do a referral on anything, and they only have a narrow window to try to get Trump. It's like, okay, what else can we do? And of course, that's why I think they are, Absolutely. Just like fueling this whole meeting with Kanye West and Nick Fuentes and these other characters. They're making it an enormous deal, even though, yes, I don't think these people should have had access to the president. That's more an issue about security around him than the president's, uh, you know, his judgment. Um, And he didn't know who Nick Fuentes was. And Kanye West, for all his foibles, came out and said that the president didn't know who he was. And now we're hearing a lot of it was part of a setup by these other guys who were with Kanye West, maybe setting up Kanye West, too. Who knows? Um, But regardless, that's why I think they're trying to create an enormous issue of this. Anything they can do to smear Trump and the Republican Party. That's what this is all about, the taxes, the January 6th. Anything they can do, 1-800-848-9222, one 848 Let's go to Victoria in Vermont on Line 6. Victoria, your thoughts about this? Oh, hi, Rhea.
8: I really enjoy your show a lot. And I just want to say that I it really hit home yesterday when Norm made those comments about a setup. Yes. It just hit me right then that that's exactly what happened because this has been an ongoing pattern all along.
1: You know, and and, you know when when Norm said that, I thought that was really interesting, Victoria. And now it looks like um, there are reports that this Milo Yiannopoulos guy uh, that he um, also has come out and said that it was a setup. Like they kind of like set up people that they that you know who you know they want to try to do a gotcha on. And so maybe they set up Kanye. Maybe who knows? We don't know if you know Kanye knew or didn't know. It sounds like he probably didn't know, um, but who knows about that? But. They are basically uh, fessing that it was a setup on their part, just like Norm was saying. Yeah, it looks like that confirmed it. But uh, in any case,
8: I don't think Trump should apologize for anything. I don't think he should meet with anybody. He doesn't owe anyone anything. His record speaks for itself.
1: And if people don't want to look at that record and see it for what it is, that's their problem. Well and your point is a good one that Trump's record does speak very loudly. I mean uh, his you know issues especially um when it comes to Jewish issues he has been phenomenal to the Jewish people. There is no doubt. I mean the things he has done with the Abraham Accords um with you know I talked about the the moving of the embassy um even being tough on Iran. That's another thing. You certainly can't say Biden's tough on Iran uh you know Israel's arch enemy. I mean, there are so many issues and and I think he should be repeating those and his staff and other people should be repeating that over and over again, because when you see the record, I agree with you. It is abundantly clear. Let's go to Tommy. Line five. Tommy, your thoughts about it. Thank you, Victoria. Go ahead, Tom.
11: Hi. Good evening, Rita. love talking to you. Um, I think that President Trump is a skilled debater and a very skilled, show, uh, you know, at showing people the error of their ways, you know. Trump is smart cookie, and he understands that the masses, and he understands the masses and how things should be done in his way, you know. And he he has a he has a fortune, you know. He has businesses and a fortune, and he understands how people think. And you know, it just bothers me that that the president also has no qualms about helping people. And then Kanye, hopefully Kanye sees there is his ways and people can learn to change, you know, and maybe the, you know, the uninformed people that were, were with um, Kanye have learned something as well. Um, Mr. Casabatidis believes in second chances and more sometimes. Another great band. Yes, with, for sure. To help people. And he's, he just wants honest, have integrity and especially common sense. You know, WABC is the epitome of helping people see the truth.
1: And you know what, and you know what, Tommy, your point about, and thank you, by the way, for the nice words too about WABC, of course, our flagship and, and the great John katz who owns Red Apple Media. Um, I thousand percent agree with you on all those comments. Um, and, and it's really appreciated. But your point is too about Kanye. Like I, I can totally see President Trump and this is how it's been portrayed. And, and I think it's absolutely credible is that Trump felt he wanted to see Kanye. Apparently, I think Kanye reached out to him. One, I saw some report that he wanted to meet with him earlier. Trump sort of delayed the meeting um, a few weeks and then thought, hey, I want to help this guy. You know, we've known each other for a long, long time. Remember, Kanye was pretty vocal about supporting the president, Um, came even to the White House. Um, well-known guy, um, someone who maybe he thought sincerely was coming just to meet with him, really needed his help, really needed advice. And I think that that was the premise that president Trump was meeting with him. And I do think he probably didn't know who these other guys were, you know, and that's and now, should he do something different though in response now that he clearly knows who these uh, other guys are? What are your thoughts about that? Tommy, should it be an even more vocal condemnation of these other guys?
11: I think that it's something they should at least investigate. Like, Kanye, you know, if he says he didn't do it, you know, let's be honest with yourself you know, have some integrity and have some compassion for Kanye. Um, you know, he is suffering from bipolar disorder. And I know from experience, uh, having difficult having difficulties with mental illness can be, uh, you know, pretty hard, you know. And uh, and,
1: and by the well, way, that's what brain, Trump said. That, you know,
11: people do. Yeah. I mean, if we think dialectically, you know, I'm learning how to listen and get perspective and maybe even something instead of getting angry. You know, I don't want to get angry and and, uh, you know, castigate people for their beliefs. You know, I, I want to learn and listen.
1: Absolutely. And and listen, I think Trump went in with an open heart um, and wanted to help him. And I think uh, folks who have gone through uh obviously uh clearly melt- mental illness which kanye is clearly suffering from right before our very eyes and melting down mm-hmm. and and doing all this um i think you know the the most important thing is to help people like that um you know uh, and i have mm-hmm. sympathy for that on the other hand um he also has to know you can't go around you know uh, making comments yeah, that are not- certainly not uh Not uh, kind to the Jewish people. That's the nicest thing I can say. But Tommy, you're great. Thank you. Anybody, you you know? Absolutely. By the way, you're right to anybody. One thousand percent. Tommy, thank you. You're great. Let's go to B.J. uh, in Queens. Go ahead, line seven. B.J., your thoughts.
12: Well, I'm still waiting for Chuck Schumer to apologize what he said about uh, uh, Judge Gorsuch and uh, and and Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, I don't think that'll happen anytime soon. Uh, But uh, all of this to me uh, is kind of a – I mean no one would be really talking too much about the Republicans these days uh, after this performance of the midterms if it wasn't for Donald Trump. Uh, He runs the table. And I'm not uh, see I I'm I'm not quick to rush to judgment. I've seen too many candidates come and go, and too many people have been thrown under the bus. Uh, I think you kind of outlined it. Uh, you know, he was trying to be kind to someone he's known for many years. He brought him over for a holiday dinner. The guy dragged this Fuentes creep with him, uh, and uh, all of a sudden Donald Trump is to blame. So Donald Trump tries to do something nice, and he gets blamed. Uh, Donald Trump uh, has his documents at Mar-a-Lago, and the FBI bust in and try and lock him. And, and it goes on and on and on and on. The guy, the guy who's been assaulted—I've never seen an American president so badly treated in my lifetime, and that includes some of them that have really brought it on themselves, like like uh, Bill Clinton and and others. So, um, but uh, fear not, because I think uh, Donald Trump will turn this. Back at them. All of the swamp creatures are revealing themselves. And that includes those within our own party who have quickly thrown Donald Trump under the bus. Uh, They're all revealing themselves. And certain people in the media are also revealing themselves uh, as the turncoats who they
1: are. No, that's a Uh, great point. By the way, BJ, you're right. It's sort of like, you know, it's almost like even after the January 6th, the people that like right away we're like, well, da, 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 da. and then right afterwards, you know, uh, suddenly when they saw Trump reemerging and a lot of people learning the real details, um, many of which we still don't even know about January 6th, which is why I hope they have a real January 6th committee hearing so we can find out about President Trump asking about the security um, with Nancy Pelosi, all that stuff. Right. Um But with all of that, you're right. There are people who were like, oh, couldn't wait to throw him under the bus. But then. Uh, when they suddenly saw, you know, what a big force he still is in the party. Oh, I love him. You know, I, I mean, I, I I really do believe what President Trump has said in this case is exactly what happened, is that this guy showed up and and I don't blame him necessarily for meeting with Kanye West. I probably wouldn't just because I find how disgusting and and, and screwball this guy is. Um, And it saddens me because I think he's uh, talented and in a music arena. But boy, is he all over the place? But I don't blame him for meeting an old friend. You know, I'm not friends with Kanye West. President Trump is. So he did meet with him. I would probably meet with an old friend maybe if they said, I really, really, really want to see you. And then these other people showed up. So the people who are suddenly jumping on the bandwagon, just like you said, I think are showing their true, true colors. And uh, they may live to regret that. 1-800-848-9222.
0: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Fleetwood Mac songs here, Little Lies, another one of their huge hits after the very sad news of someone who Stan and I both love, we agree on that, uh, Christine McVie. Uh, she was a co-lead vocalist and keyboardist of Fleetwood Mac, uh, passing away at the age of 79, Statement coming from her family uh, that she passed away after a short illness. How sad. By the way, she joined the group in 1970. They formed in 1967, and they were inducted, and, of course, she was part of it, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998. Uh, Some of, I think, the greatest hits ever. And she wrote, sang, and was the keyboardist on so many of their big, big hits. And what a sad, sad tribute um, that she has passed away. I couldn't believe she was 79. You know, you think about, I'm sure like a lot of you, I used to listen, listen to it all the time in high school. I think I did a gymnastic routine even to uh, to one of their songs. They are just incredible, incredible. Um, and what a huge, huge loss passing away again at the age of 79. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We're talking music and we're talking Trump. Because Trump is, of course, under the microscope again after his meeting with Kanye West. Obviously, so much of this is politics, politics, politics. Let's go to Dom on line three. Go ahead, Dom, your thoughts about this.
13: Yeah, Rita, you know, Mitt Romney famously said, I don't want to make any incendiary comments about Obama just to please some conservative." Later, he also said, I am an extreme conservative. So go figure. So. While we were talking about Trump's award by the Zionists, let's not forget King Obama was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize before he got up and
1: brushed his teeth in the morning. That's right. That's right. By the way, Dom, you're absolutely right. Remember, they, like, gave it to him, and it was like, what did he do? He just got elected president. You're right. It was like, Uh and, and Trump so far yet to has received it, obviously, for the Abraham Accords. That could have been worthy of it. My goodness. Yeah. And, you
13: know, Trump built the embassy in Jerusalem and others couldn't. You know, I really can't figure out the people of Utah are repeatedly supporting Mr. the Twit. That's what I want to call him. Following, you know, full well, he has binders of women that work for him.
1: that's true that's right all that right he had those all those binders remember and people were like well that's why he is such a phony baloney you know because i brought up even the sequence of events dom when they first remember he met with trump and when he thought he could maybe be the secretary of state he was like a lapdog and oh he's great he's great he's great and then when he got passed over it was like oh he's terrible i mean it was so transparent what a politician he turned out to be you know yeah
13: Yeah, and if if Republicans have any inkling of getting anything done, they need to get rid of the three M's, Mitch, Mick, and McCarthy. Ah, all right.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Dom. I'll take those three versus, uh, what was it, the hemorrhoids that Stan brought up in the last one. Thanks, Dom, very, very much. Let's go to Christine uh, real quick in Manhattan. Christine, your thoughts.
6: Hi, Rita. Uh, There's a microscope out there, all right, and what we're seeing is the scurrying of the swamp creatures that are screeching with fear and terror, which would be people like the 3Ms, like particularly Schumer, uh, particularly Mitch McConnell. Uh, They're ruining our country, and they seem to think that the American people are stupid. Well, we're not stupid. We can see we had a great presidency and prosperity and freedom with Donald Trump. And we clearly see what's going on right now with all this desperation of them trying to pull him down and the worse they look.
1: Yeah, that's a great point because they are desperately trying it because they desperately fear him. And they see a guy who many people are still supportive of, have millions of supporters, and they'll do anything to cling to power. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
1: And in tonight's support, our heroes segment, where we honor our great military and their families, a beautiful story coming from Dublin, Ohio, where a resident there, Adam Carr, reflects upon his achievements over the past few decades. And he said several things stand out. They include his endless drive and more importantly, his dedication to the country and to his fellow soldiers. As a U.S. Army veteran, Carr is the youngest of the 2020 inductees into the Ohio Veterans Hall of Fame. I was honored, he said, to get this award, but you know, again, it was for service in Afghanistan and very grateful to the men and women that helped support our mission over there. Adam Carr, by the way, was inspired to join the U.S. Army after 9-11 And he served during Operation Iraqi Freedom. He said the Hall of Fame honor is humbling, but his mission is far from over. He said, I was inspired after the Twin Towers fell. I was a senior in school during that time frame, and I thought, you know what? This is a great way to serve my country and also get my school paid for. So initially, I started out in the National Guard. Then he ultimately ended up in active duty. And what a powerful story of his great career there! And he said he is humbled to be inducted as one of 20 veterans in this year's Ohio Veterans Hall of Fame class. Bravo to him and so many people, young and old, who took the call to protect our country. And many people did, of course, after 9-11. Well, we are talking, of course, about President Trump. And this very controversial dinner that he had with Kanye West, who goes by Ye. I, I don't know why, I know why he keeps changing his name. I hate these people who change their name like every three days. It's like, oh, what is it today? But anyway, it's Ye now, right? So that's his name. And he had the meeting with President Trump. Of course, now we're hearing also, uh, that Milo Yiannopoulos is saying, according to reports, that it was a setup that it was basically a setup to kind of get Trump and just make some headlines for themselves and that they're sort of muckrakers, not necessarily Kanye. We haven't figured out what his role in all of this or if he's just kind of a troubled guy that he was going to meet with President Trump who met with him because they're old friends. I don't blame President Trump for doing that. Um, and yet so many people in the media are just blasting President Trump no matter what, um, also saying that they should have used the meeting um, even though President Trump, here he is meeting with Kanye, who made these comments that are distasteful about Jews. And then these other people who clearly came along with Kanye, who've made horrible, despicable comments. Uh, people in the media, like Howard Stern, uh, made this comment, basically saying that Trump should have used it and turned it around uh, to basically say, you know, I used it to condemn them. And to try to teach them and turn them around. Listen, this is how he described it today.
7: Watching the news, as I do before the show. And once again, I can't help but be shocked that Donald Trump somehow always misses, like, being Ronald Reagan. Like, what a great opportunity to have, you know, said, uh, you know, like, all of a sudden he he meets this guy, Nick Fuentes, who I'd never heard of before. You know, he's evidently like the new David Duke. And, you um, and Kanye was like he he missed the opportunity to like go. Oh, I would never meet with racists or anti semites and uh, you know what I mean like, like you always think there's one opportunity where he could kind of go and do the right thing but he he's amazing he always does like the opposite it's like you he does the opposite America, of what yeah, you would think.
8: I didn't know you were such an optimist. You I am. Think I... One of these days,
7: he's going to do the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like by accident, do the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, like, like maybe he would have said, like, you know, Jesus Christ, I got a Jewish son-in-law. My my daughter is converted to Judaism, and my grandchildren are Jewish. Like, hey, maybe he's like, but he's like Bizarro Superman. It's like it was the Bizarro world. Everything was backwards and opposite. And Bizarro Superman always f-ed up.
1: Wow, that's an interesting, a uh, bizarro Superman analogy. And here is Sebastian Gorka, uh, who, of course, uh longtime aide of the president, friend of President Trump. And he says, you know what? Uh, the meeting wasn't Trump's fault. And he defended the former president. Take a listen.
14: Number one, uh, I trust what the president said. This is a club. He was having dinner by himself and then Kanye West, who he knows from what, from what he did very bravely during the Trump administration as a well-known black American, came to the White House, sat at the Resolute desk, put on a red MAGA hat. You know, he, he had to take all the slings and arrows for supporting President Trump as a black American. So he recognized him. He allowed him to come to his table with an entourage that he knows nothing about this. Very peculiar individual, Milo Yiannopoulos, and this absolute scum of the earth, Nick Fuentes, who I've had run-ins myself, who is a Holocaust-denying psycho. And he, you know what he's like, Eric? He's a very hospitable man, and he just allowed them to come to his table. It wasn't an invitation. He didn't know who these strap hangers were. So, number one, I, I, it went down like that. I'm sure that's how it went down at the President's Club.
1: Yeah, and here's a little bit more of Sebastian Gorka explaining it.
14: And then secondly, to quote a good friend of mine, Julie Kelly, who tweeted this out, I think yesterday, at dinner, who the hell cares? Really, if you're a conservative and you're tweeting or commenting about the president's dinner at Mar-a-Lago or who glombed on to his dinner table. How about the fact we have political prisoners just a couple of miles from my studio here in D.C.? Let's talk about 110,000 fentanyl deaths in the last year. Let's talk about 2 million illegals that we know of. Let's talk about war in Europe. Let's talk about 9% inflation. Really, dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Let's get some perspective, my fellow conservatives.
1: Wow. He is going after it. And imagine, by the way, where is again Chuck Schumer saying, gosh, I shouldn't be in the same room with Ilhan Omar. I mean, what about that? I haven't heard him say that. I haven't heard that at all. I mean, the double standard is really gross. And this also comes at the same time with Hakeem Jeffries. He is about to be the new House minority leader, uh, congressman, of course, of New York. And turns out this is a guy who's denied elections left and right. He has always called President Trump basically an illegitimate or at least he has many times an illegitimate president saying that he wasn't elected legitimately. He's questioned the integrity of presidents. He's questioned the legitimacy and the credibility of elections. So that's OK. But if somebody on the Republican side questions it, uh, you know, they're election deniers. Stacey Abrams still hasn't even conceded that she lost the first time as governor, um, remember, in that race. And she lost again just recently, as we know. But she never conceded the first time. Hillary Clinton also called President Trump an illegitimate president. But that's OK. I mean, the the double standard really is disgusting. And it's OK for them to be hanging around with a whole bunch of the squad members who've said the most horrible things about Israel and said that they should be boycotted. Like, like that's supportive. Or how about the people who are saying, yeah, we should be doing deals with Iran, Israel's archenemy? You know, I, I mean, there, are, I, there's a lot to go around here. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Um, let's go to Tony in uh, New Jersey on line five. Tony, your thoughts about this.
11: Hey, Rita, I think he was set up naturally. Uh, one of the greatest presidents that said the White House doesn't associate themselves with scumbags.
1: So what are you saying? You, you're right. saying, wait a minute, What the dinner was a setup? I'm trying to understand what you're no, saying. No, 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 no.
11: He was set up by, by those uh, with uh, Kanye.
1: Oh, yeah. No. He was, he well, was,
11: he,
1: yeah, good point. Now, here's what we don't know, Tony, and I'm not sure of this yet. I'm not sure of what Kanye's role in all of this. We've seen that Milo has basically come out and said... It was part of a setup. Apparently, this Nick Fuentes has had a history of doing these kind of things in the past. Um, again, which should have been big red flags to security at the White House. Uh, I mean, at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, but um, I'm not sure what Kanye's role is, but I do think it was part of some grand scheme. And and sadly, yeah. you know, uh, they got yep. through security. Yeah, but uh,
11: did, did they go together?
1: Yeah, they came together, but, but, you know, they may have acted like they're friends, and, you know, who knows how it all kind of came about. Sometimes people say one thing to one person, and then after some things, hey, you'll never believe what I pulled off on Kanye and -and so-and-so, you know?
11: Yeah. Yeah, maybe the security didn't know who those two other guys were
1: yeah and, and 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 by the way you heard what i said they probably had to check clearly if they have a criminal record or something like that they may have checked but you know they you know there may not be a criminal record or anything like that it doesn't mean they're not distasteful human beings uh, you know I'm sure, there's a the difference i'm sure they
11: have i'm sure they have a criminal record well i
1: don't know we'll find out we'll find out yeah. you know because that's okay. even worse i mean my i mean i mean yeah. they're both bad i'm saying from a security standpoint They're they're both despicable things. You don't want somebody with a criminal record. and You don't want someone who's an anti-Semite. But you can see how like a criminal record would flag would come up in some big flag. But anybody but despicable human beings should also there should be a triple flag next to that one. So, you know, boy, Tony, thank you. Great call. Thank you very much. Let's go to Arnold. Line four. Arnold, your thoughts.
15: Good evening. Uh, I'd like to point out that uh, seven months into his presidency, Uh, Trump condemned Nazis and white nationalists. I'd also like to point out that he extended Title VI of um, civil rights legislation to apply to religious groups in order to cut back on the anti-Semitism at college campuses and other federally funded institutions. And lastly, I'd like to point out that President Joseph Biden met with Abu Abbas, who was the head of the Palestinian Authority, who pays bounties of United States folding money to Arabs who kill Jews?
1: Right. And by the way, the Zionist Organization of America recited some of those things uh, last night. They also talked about, of course, the Abraham Accords and a lot of. Is your point that Trump uh, is not anti-Semitic and that he's done more for Jewish causes than Biden? Is that where you're going, Arnold?
15: Oh yes, and and the point is that uh, Trump met a guy who has never killed anybody. And uh, I wouldn't give him a great honor. But at the same time, what he did pales in comparison to what Joseph Biden did, where he actually forked over money to Abu Abbas, who, who pays out that money to killers.
1: Which which is just a horrible practice. I hear what you're saying, Arnold. It's a horrible yeah, practice, and that can, needs can to just, stop. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Arnold, real quick. Go ahead. Me.
15: I don't have the president's ear, and I agree with much of what was said tonight by friends of President Trump. But if I could grab him, I would tell him, look, even the captain of a great ocean liner turns over control of his vessel when he he enters the harbor to the harbor pilot. And I think that the president is two years out of port right now, and he, he needs somebody or a group who are going to ride political herd on the remarks he gives out and on the people with whom he meets. And I hate to do it because he's Mr. Spontaneity. But something has to be done. You can't have a cleanup in aisle five every two weeks.
1: No, that's a great point. Um, You need people around you that are guiding the ship. The problem is also, as you talked, uh, his greatest asset is that spontaneity, you know. Um, And you see it at rallies and you see uh, these other moments where those are great assets. But it also, just as you said, Uh, leads to potentially issues like this. This, to me, is beyond this, though. This is like a security issue as well, where clearly people around him need to do a much better job of vetting who comes in. And like you said, even on the post comments, there could have been a stronger post comment from him. And I think that's where he needs other people maybe guiding him and saying, hey, listen, I think, you know, in hindsight, even though, look, you're not anti-Semitic, obviously you view it as an innocent meeting, understandably, but because of all the brouhaha, I strongly suggest, Mr. President, you say X, 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 and X. I mean, he may have said, look, I don't want to create a big issue. It isn't an issue. Um, But you sometimes just even have to recognize that it's becoming a big issue in the mainstream media and do something to combat it. Um, but those are great points, Arnold. Very, very good points. Thanks so much. Let's go to Susan, line one. Susan, your thoughts. Hey there. You know, the one thing I
8: don't think anyone brought up, which was, um, just how really delusional and out of it that Gay uh, or Kanye, whatever you want to call him, because one of the things in that um, little dim uh, din they had was that Kanye said that he was announced that so he was going to run for president and he
1: asked Donald Trump to be his running mate. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. That, that, uh, that's what Kanye said came from the meeting. Um, which was interesting because he didn't say they talked about like anything anti-Semitic, you know? Um, but yeah, he said that he asked him and that Trump was not happy with this. Uh, of course, needless to say. Um, but it just shows how loony kazoony Kanye is that, that he actually went in there with that thought in mind, if that's true. Well. Completely.
8: But I think that if it wasn't true, it would have been vetted. And don't the Secret Service um, uh, vet these people to sit down at the table with our former president? I'm just really disturbed about that. And this this um, setup, this was some kind of a joke and how this got And I don't know, like, how they even respond at this point. But, oh, by the way, all of you, all these people on your station that are turning, saying that Trump can't win, uh, they better talk to McLaughlin because I heard him on with John Casamitidis. He said that Trump is still far and ahead, way ahead, and that, yeah, he, okay, hopefully he
1: will really take to heart and get the right people around him. Yeah, that is and, key. By the way, Susan, that's 1,000% key. And I think also, by the way, Um, there's a lot of people calling here who say that he's unbeatable, um, because some of the new polls, and I think the one you're talking about, there was a poll that came out not too long ago where he got basically like 55% of the vote, uh, within the GOP in a poll. And I think it was an Emerson college poll, which is, you know, very balanced too. Um, and then the next person was, uh, DeSantis and he was like almost 30 points behind him. I mean, that's a huge, and everybody else had single digits. So, I mean, that's an enormous lead by this president, which is why I think they're trying to, you know, do whatever they can uh to go after him tooth and nail. And and you hit it on the head. The security issue to me is really one of the big issues here that they got to you can't have people coming over to the president joining. But I think what happened was they came with Kanye. They all knew who Kanye was. Uh, that was an expected visitor. And the president has known him for years. So I can see him seeing an old friend who's clearly dealing with some issues, trying to help an old friend. Kanye then brings these other characters, um, and because they came in with Kanye, they also, the way it's described is then they kind of came over and met with the president. Um So the president, it's not like it was like a big scheduled meeting where he was planning on meeting with these other people. I think he was planning on talking to Kanye at some point, but these other people kind of tagged along. And and the way it is at Mar-a-Lago, too, um, it is a private uh, club, But there are a whole bunch of different members there who bring guests certain times. They all are clear. They're all vetted. So, again, it goes back to bad security. How did these people even get in the club? Because he should have a policy that, and I'm sure he does now, because they're saying there are now changes to the protocol. First off, who can get to the president? But he should also, anybody that's, you know, has made, like, really vile comments like this Nick Fuentes should just be banned from clubs like that. I mean, I think I'm, you know, to me... It should be like you shouldn't even have them in because what if he's walking by when the president walks by and says something or you know, I mean it just opens the door. Um, but the way it's set up now, it's like a restaurant. So they could have been at another table and then they walked over and said hi to the president. So I still think they shouldn't have been in the club. There should have been a flag or Secret Service should have said, who is this person? And maybe Kanye said, oh, they're friends. They're OK. And that's how it happened. I'm sure all of these things and it led to this moment and because maybe they had bad intents and planned to set it up according to these reports, uh, you could see now how it could have happened. Um, but you can certainly bet it's probably not going to happen again. 1-800-848-9222. The
14: Rita Cosby Show.
1: Talking about President Trump meeting with Kanye West and these others. And now the fact also everybody's criticizing him in different directions. A lot of people are saying, come on, you know, this was just a basic meeting. Uh, these other lascivious characters came along. Uh, believe me, there's a lot of mud that could be slung on the Democrat side. Some of you are also commenting about the fact, remember that President Biden, uh, went to the funeral. And remember, spoke at the funeral of Robert Byrd, a KKK leader, a self-professed KKK leader. And you see also Hillary Clinton also praising him, too. Remember, she said he was, you know, her mentor. I mean, that to me is disgusting. Obviously, anybody who is anti-Semitic, anybody who believes in the KKK, they're all disgusting. But you can't, like, separate and say, well, okay, well, that's not bad. If I go to a KKK uh, Grand Wizards uh, funeral... No problem there, but an anti-Semite walking over to Donald Trump at the dinner table, that's a problem. You know, come on, we got to be fair. Uh, that, to me, is just unbelievable. Let's go to Sonny, by the way, uh, in Florida, in sunny Florida. Go ahead, Sonny.
5: Yeah, hi, Rita. Let's talk about one of the biggest like double standards ever, uh, where where Obama has pictures taken with Louis Farrakhan.
3: He's got to be one of the worst anti-Semitics in the
5: world. And and they have pictures together. He has pictures together with uh with Bill Ayers, a one of the biggest American terrorists, a turned into a professor. What a joke. And, you know what? And they get away you, with it. You know I what? Don't
1: understand it. By the way, Sonny, you brought up the whole thing with Farrakhan. You're right. It's like I mean that guy, some of his his comments about the cockroaches and oh, it's horrible. And a lot of these people, you're right, embraced him. You know, and then and uh and, boy, how about Reverend Wright, some of his rhetoric? I remember when that Wright whole thing. Oh, there my go. God. Reverend yeah. Wright, boy, was he so Reverend, Reverend Wrong. I call him Reverend Wrong.
5: wrong. Exactly. So, you know, it, it, it's just a hypocrisy. It's through, a, it's through the roof, really. It's a one big joke, you know. It,
1: it is. It's horrible. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Mike, uh, line eight. Go ahead, Mike. Your thoughts about all this.
5: How are you? Do, yeah, uh, Democrats like Google and uh, they can play with a lot of things and get away with it. But when you play with Israel, the Holy Land, that belongs to God, okay? And God knows who's on his side. And don't mess with God, because God will take you out. And, and, and Trump has always been kind and supportive to Israel and to the Holy Land, and always has respect in, in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is a Jewish religion, for those that don't know it, all right? Christianity is a Jewish faith. And uh, his Bible that he swore to uh, protect the Constitution and put his hand on was a Hebrew Bible, okay? Not like Obama that put his hand on a different Bible, okay? I don't wanna mention. But uh, God will protect President Trump, and as far as I'm concerned, he's already a president. There's no there's no ifs, ands or buts because God is going to choose the the president this time.
1: All right. Well, Mike, thank you very, very much. Uh, Let's real quick um, go to uh, Jeff. I always love hearing from Mike. Go ahead, Jeff. Line four real quick, Jeff.
3: Very quick. No more mistakes. Uh, Trump can't afford any more mistakes. uh, Rita, I like your uh, columnist Cindy Gross. Excellent. And I have a solution for for, for Trump. Uh, I don't know if he ever talks to his sons. It seems like there's something wrong there. But um, he should talk to. Him. And also the other ones. that I don't trust the Secret Service, they're backstabbers,
1: although they seem to really be supportive of Trump. I just think this was a major security snafu and it will not happen again. I don't think
0: the Rita Cosby show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.